This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts live in Pilsen, and I am here, Haima Black. I'm joined here at Dynasty Podcast Studio with Lily Kay. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I appreciate you coming up tonight. I appreciate you being patient. We were trying to get the live stream going and it just didn't want to, you know, work. Uh, podcasting is one of these things that like audio is pretty straightforward. Live streaming is really temperamental. Yeah. <laughs> but we have the recording. So, you know, that's what counts was we get to actually talk with you. And I have not talked with you face to face on a podcast in a long time. A very long time. <laughs> I was. I looked it up because that's how long I've been doing this now is I have to look up when the last time I like had someone on a podcast was. I have to literally just Google, you know, like Lily yeah. K Dynasty Podcast. <laughs> and the last time I talked to you on the mic was South by Southwest 2015. That's when we did the whole band interview, I right? was going to say, yeah, you had like 60 people with you. <laughs> it was like Slipknot. Like it was just like... <laughs> You had so many people in your band. Do you still have that large of a? It wasn't that large. There's five of us total. Okay. So it was me and four my band me- members. I, we might have had some friends hanging around. I think us. that's what it is. It's like my memory is you and like a sea of, of a humans. sea of people. Yeah. Uh, no, there's only five of us. There's only okay. ever been five of us. Yeah. Are you still um, working with a lot of the same collaborators? Yeah, it's all the same band. I wow. think since we talked with you, we just have a different keyboard player. Okay. Uh, but Phil came on. Later that year, actually. So Phil's been with us since 2015. Yeah. Uh, and it's still Colin Bogan on guitar, Eric Hunter on bass. Uh, Jeremy Jones plays bass with us sometimes as well uh, because Eric's been touring with a lot of Chicago artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like he's on the Jamila tour right now. Oh, wow. I know he was on the road with Raven Linnae and Smino. So he's been doing a lot of great stuff. That's and then awesome. Myron Cherry on drums and Phil Patterson on keyboards. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so you've got the crew. That's great. But how have you been? I've been good. I kind of had to take some time and like figure my life out. And yeah. now I'm back in action. Yeah. So I wanna <laughs> I wanna talk about that, but just like, you know, you are active as a musician again right now. Like when did you kind of like jump back into the water? Did you kind of like dip your toes in or were you like, okay, I'm back today? So I've still been doing music. It's just been more so in the background. I've been Mm -hmm. recording a lot. I was doing a lot of just like jazz trio gigs for a while and just kind of keeping it low key. I think I was feeling a lot of pressures from like the whole scene aspect of things and I just wanted to chill for a second. So I guess I was kind of waiting in the water for a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like W-A-D-I-N-G. Yeah, like like the spiritual. But, you know... Yeah, but I just decided I need to put something out. It's I haven't released a body of work since 2015, and, and I that's just, a long time a in really music time. because people's attention span is so, so short. short. And I've been sitting on the album for forever, but oh, okay. I'm not quite ready to release it yet because of, you know, I'm totally independent. I want to right. release it the right way. I'm trying to secure a proper release plan before I just let it go. So the EP was kind of like, all right, I just need to put something out. Sure. So let me create this for fun, for the sake of creating it, and just get it in the universe. So there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about that you just mentioned. So let's kind of start uh, with one of the earlier points you made. You said that you felt all this pressure in like the Chicago scene, and and correct me, this is kind of my interpretation yeah. as somebody who's not a musician, but you know certainly like I think documenting a lot of this stuff, it felt like for a long time there was this kind of like explosion, 
And then there was all of this, you know, there's still attention, but there was this intense attention, both within Chicago and I think from outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like everyone in the city was kind of like, there was this hype machine running for yeah. everybody. And it's like, if you were from Chicago, that was like in all capital letters, like, oh my God, you're Lily K from Chicago. Yeah. And so what did it feel like being inside of that or part of that? Because you're a musician who obviously like, you know, you have your connections to a lot of the energy that was being certainly highlighted heavily, right. but you also have your own thing going on. Right. So what, what did that feel like? It was a lot. Um, it was really cool. You know, I was reaching a lot of my dreams and I was accomplishing goals that I had and I was really getting out there. It was frustrating at first because I, I kept feeling like I was in the background because I was just always referenced as a collaborator sure. or the background singer or, you know what I mean? Or I wouldn't even be credited on things. Mm-hmm. I was just like the voice that was there. And it was the biggest frustration for me for a really long time. And it started to build this kind of like jaded, bitter feeling within me because I felt like I wasn't getting any of the credit for all of the work that I was doing. And so when I put out Ruby, that was my first effort of like, okay, this is me. I'm the lead singer of this band. This is my music, complete live instrumentation. I produced the album with the band. And it was like a really proud moment for me. But also when all like the, you know, we started doing the festival dates and started getting a lot of press and we were doing a lot of TV appearances. And it was really cool, but I was not in the best mental space for it. I think Mm -hmm. I had the wrong team around me. Not bad people, just not the right fit of a team. Well, it's got to be an intense thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was at that time 22, 23, and so I was very young, still trying to figure out what I wanted, who I was, and I just kind of woke up one day and I realized I wasn't happy anymore and I had like let myself get really unhealthy I wasn't sleeping a lot I gained a lot of weight my skin was breaking out like I was just not in a good place and I think it was like a mixture of just me being unhappy period Uh, me being surrounded by not the right people who I think were wanting different things than what I wanted and it just kind of seemed like everything was so caught up in like the scene and publicity and it wasn't about the music or me just performing or singing anymore, it became this whole like like yeah. hype machine, like you it, said. It was. Like it was all about the sponsorships, it was all yeah. about the co-signs, and it's I just, all about all I was looking things. around and realizing like none of my friendships that I thought were real in the industry were, you know, and it was like all these people I thought I was so close with and that we came up together and we did all this together. And like, oh it's just industry politics. So that was really hard too was realizing the difference between like industry relationships and real friendships. Right. Like real people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can imagine it's like I not being a musician. It's like I, again, I've interviewed so many of the people in the city, but it's like, I have a different experience of it obviously than, than somebody who's inside of it. But it's like everything you're saying, I can just imagine how, stressful and daunting and overwhelming that must have been. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot. And like I said, there were some amazing things with it too, but I was just not in the right space to to process the bad with the good. Sure. And so I just kind of let it overcome me and I had to take that time to figure myself out so that now re-entering the scene, like I'm more secure with who I am and what I want, what I will tolerate, what I won't, who I want to work with, who I have no interest in working with. You know, I'm just, I have... I've grown up a lot, and yeah. so it's which is really important, you know, when you're handling your own career. Well, and it's, yeah, it's got to feel nice to be like, okay, I don't have to really do maybe a lot of the things I didn't feel like doing before. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about the music in just a moment, but like, kind of when you're taking a step back, like, what do you do with that? Like, what are you using to occupy your time when you're not doing music, or if music's not the forefront center of what you're doing? Like, 
take up painting? Do you go kayaking? <laughs> like what, you know? So I, uh, I needed a change in location. So I went to LA for a few months. I was mm-hmm. living between here, uh, here in LA for like three months. And uh, I went hiking a lot. Okay. I was doing a lot of songwriting with other people for other artists. Right. Uh, so it was a lot of pop and R&B and EDM and things that were very different for me and totally out of my wheelhouse. So it was a really awesome learning experience. And it honestly made me a much better songwriter, vocalist, perform- like everything, because I just learned so much more about how to write and how to sing and different ways to use my voice as an instrument. That was a huge thing. I also made a lot more time for my friendships, for like mm-hmm. my real friendships, my relationships, spending time with my mom, um, just really cherishing the people that are closest to me, you know? And that's something I still like maintain. Uh, my friends and I started traveling a lot together, just going on trips. I feel like uh, I like saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, we go on. Did these, you go to Vegas? Gr- we well, all the time. I'm Fuck going yeah. to Vegas again next week or oh at the God. end of this week for my birthday. <laughs> Dude, hey, this could be a separate podcast, but Vegas is the best. We'll do a Vegas podcast. Oh my, yo, straight. I'm not even kidding. I would totally go like do. I I want to bring this podcast to Vegas. So okay, bad. but like, let's go get a fucking like. We'll get a bunch of Chicago artists together. We'll go in on a suite and like go do this over like yeah on the strip. That'd be so much more fun than like the studio in Pilsen's nice. I'm working on it, but yeah, having some room service in the podcast that'd be much better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get there. Yeah, so you're traveling. You're you're trying yeah. different things. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like a solo trip to Mexico. Oh wow! I went out to Iceland with my best friends. Oh my god! I've just been trying to see new places, do new things, and really just stay happy. Like, well, and experience the the life. Day, yeah, and experience it. If, if you're not happy, what's the point of any of it? And that's the same thing with music. Like, if I'm not happy making music or doing it, why am I doing it? It's well, pointless. Well, and <laughs> like, I'd imagine, and again, I'm not a songwriter, but I'd imagine, like, having all these other life experiences, going different places, connecting with different people, trying new things. You need That it. probably fuels new concepts in your songwriting. Oh, my I'd God. Imagine. Yeah, I've had so much more to write about because yeah. I've been living life so much more, not just sitting, like, hidden away in my apartment, not wanting to socialize with anybody because I'm depressed and unhappy and have anxiety. Yeah, no, like, I, I think that's a very real thing too. You know, yeah. like I was writing a lot then too, but it was all just in a very dark place. And I'm still, of course, like we all are complex people. Right. And I still have like a lot of moments of sadness and anxiety and doubt and, and all of that. But how I handle those moments is what has definitely improved. It's like, it's not about fixing it. It's about knowing how to live with them you know yeah I mean? for sure how to respond and yeah yeah and just being in a more positive mindset in general has also helped me channel that like pain or sadness into writing a lot more easily because yeah. I'm just more comfortable with expressing myself now yeah which is really really refreshing <laughs> well and I, I mean, that's got to be key to like your honest expression as an artist too. yeah yeah so you have the new EP, Song with Friends, or Songs with Friends, I should mm-hmm. say, um, that came out uh, late spring. Yeah, so I released it. I think it was May 10th that came out. Um, and I really I came up with the idea at the beginning of April. I was like, you know what? I just, I just want to put something out. Like I, I hit up all my friends who I'd want to work with. And I'm like, can we get a session in the next couple of weeks? Because I want to put this out like in a month. Yeah. And uh, so all the sessions on there were home studio sessions. Um, with my some of my favorite artists in Chicago, uh, Air Credits and the Oh Mys. Yeah. And then some of my favorite artists and really good friends from my other hometown of Milwaukee with artists like Classic, Be Free, and Evan Lane. I didn't know you were from Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee's born, a cool born city. Born and raised in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Chicago when I was five, or no, when I was four. Uh, I was here for two years, 
Then I moved. I moved around a bunch. Moved to San Diego, then back to Milwaukee. That's and awesome. I've been in Chicago now ten years because I came to go to Columbia. So. There you go. Yeah, just like <laughs> just so like many, all of us, just like so many of us who came to you know, I grew up in Chicago, but you know, Columbia is a stop along the way for many, many for many of creatives. us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you mentioned working with like air credits. Uh, you know, I know that you've known those guys obviously forever, but like, yeah. is this the first time you've done a songwriting project with them? So I was on air credits first project. No, okay. not the further. Oh, which one? I was on the song Safe Room, so that was the first time we uh, actually worked together. And I've done a, f- a little bit of vocal production for uh, Clinton mm-hmm. for Show You Suck in the right. past. Um, so we've kind of worked together, but um, this was a really cool one for us to do. And I really love how that song came I, out. Yeah, the song is great. Honestly, it's I so think that's cool. my favorite song on the project. It's just like it's so synthy and like yeah, because like very he, I know that um, Clinton been talking about really wanting to do like. If air credits did R and B, right? I've really been wanting to play around with more experimental sounds, and so it was like the perfect opportunity for us to just make some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> not to detour too much too, because I want to talk about you and your music. But can we just take ten seconds to talk about just how great Clinton Show You Suck is on Twitter? Oh my too. god, yeah. He's like he's just <laughs> so entertaining on Twitter. He's the best. I just had to throw that out there that like I think Twitter Twitter in my mind has stopped being fun for so many reasons. And I mean, the world's a lot yeah. more serious place than it is yeah. five years ago or so. Yeah. But Twitter at one point, I remember, was very entertaining. And it now used it's, to be it's great. not. It, it has its special moments still. Right. But they're few and far between. But to <laughs> me, like following Clinton, show you suck, is he's one of those guys who still makes, I think, Twitter oh, for feel sure. like the old version of Twitter. I agree. Versus the... Now Twitter is like that gif of uh, Donald Glover walking in the room on and Community. It's on fire, and it's on fire. And we're all like... Yeah. Yep. That's what Twitter is every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's Twitter. But okay. So, and then the Omis. You worked with the Omis on this project, another great Chicago group. They've been on this podcast. What was it like working with those guys? Because they're just so talented. Yeah, they're great. So the first time I worked with the Omis was, I think, back in 2013. Oh, wow. So going um, back. So going back. Yeah. So it's all these people that I've worked with. Like mm-hmm. I've known the Omis since, I think, 2012 I met them. Um, I think... I def- I've known Clinton since, I think, 2012 as well. Maybe 2011. I can't remember exactly when we met. But then all the Milwaukee artists I work with, I either went to middle school or high school with. Wow. And so, like, it's all people I've known for significant amounts of time. I, um, I would imagine, too, that's got to be, like, the easiest way to kind of, like, again, like, reenter the pool. Just, like, doing this with people you already know and feel comfortable with. Yeah. And it's not even the easiest, but it's the most fun. Or she, and it's yeah, people yeah, that I haven't yeah. had the chance to work with, like, a lot or ever up right. until this point. Like, so I'll finish the, the Oh My Sure, yes, um, please. The Oh My's and I met, uh, I think back in 2012, through working with Chance. Um, me and Maceo were both doing backgrounds mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. And uh, we decided we wanted to do a version of Baby It's Cold Outside together. And, you know, we all like knew the song, but... We didn't realize how rapey it was until we were <laughs> recording it. Yeah. Because how we chose to record it was me and Maceo facing each other, each having a different mic because the things overlap and we wanted to be able to communicate right. through like, you know, looking at each other and stuff. So we're singing this song, like looking like making eye contact, and he's like, I feel so shitty like singing this song, like yeah. looking you in the eye. <laughs> Again, Donald Glover walking in the room yeah. that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that was my first time working with them, and we stayed friends. Um, it was really cool. I saw them. Uh, we both played Voodoo Fest this past October, and so we were all down there, and we were oh, all in awesome. bourbon wilding out together. I feel like that's got to be a super fun. Festival. Oh, it was great. It was so cool to walk in and just see your friends. Like, yeah, it, you for know, sure. it, like that was really rad. Yeah. Um. So it was cool to work with them, 
And then um, the Milwaukee artists I work mm-hmm. with. So Be Free is one of my favorite singers. She's three years older than me. And I have looked up to her since high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was always like one of my favorite singers in high school. She was like the older singer that was really good. And I was like, I just want to be as good as Britney. And then years, years later, we both ended up here in Chicago. And she sang background for me for a little bit. Um, and she's back in Milwaukee now. But I approached her to do this. And she's so talented. She produced the song and we, we wrote it together. And that was really fun. Classic I've known since sixth grade. He's been amazing since sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, and Evan Lane, I've known since high school, and he's an amazing multi-instrumentalist and vocalist, but we had never worked together. So that was our first time like working together. And you mentioned these being like home recordings or home studio. Like, do you have a studio at your place or where were you actually? I went to each of their home studio okay. setups. So nice. I I very much wanted to be like if I did it, if I did a B free song or if I did an air credit song, if I didn't know my song. If I did a classics, you know, I wanted it to be me and their element. Right. Because um, it was a fun way to, one, challenge myself, and then, two, make them really comfortable. Because I wanted, I always want everyone to feel equal ownership over something we create together. I never want it to feel like it's my song. Or I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that's been a kind of, like, important sticking point for you for a long time. Is yeah. that kind of everybody gets their credit. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, Because it is. we couldn't do this without each other. And I know some names are a lot bigger and want more of the pull, but, like... You know, that's why I was so adamant about even letting my band talk in interviews. Like, I, I can't do this without them. So yeah. no, it makes I've... no sense to me when people don't want to give credit. And, of course, I've also had my fair share of being not being credited for my work. Which feels terrible. <laughs> it feels terrible. Yeah. And so it's like I'm always so, so, so careful to make sure everybody not only gets their credit, but feels heard and feels ownership over something they created. I think that's awesome. I think um, that's a great way to... To do business, but yeah. also to just foster important creative relationships. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and so, okay, so that project right now, Songs with Friends, that's out now, and it's on you know Spotify, Apple Music, all those. All the things. All the things. Uh, but the new album, and you mentioned that this is completed, I think, Planet of Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the status of that? Like, talk about that. So it's it's done, and it's been done for a while. Like I said, I am a very independent artist who is self-managed, self-funded, self-everything. So I am still trying to figure out a proper release for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a date. It's hopefully going to be up before the end of this year. Um, I might just release some other things for fun until then because I do want to continue to release music. I don't want to keep waiting. But this album in particular is very special to me. So I'll wait as long as I have to wait for me to release it the right way. I'd rather release it with the proper backing behind it than just to release it now. You know, yeah, and I mean, being independent. A, there's there's so much to say about that because it's like I feel like a there's different levels of being independent. That's Very no shade. It's just like you know, there's being the Rolling Stones, and then there's being like a kid with a guitar in his garage in Elmhurst, yeah. and there's so many shades in between. Yeah, but being independent on your level and and you really heading all these things up yourself, like how do you manage that, and and how do you learn that process or how do you even decide like, okay, well, here's what today is and here's what tomorrow is and this is the order of things. Well, I went to Columbia for arts, entertainment, media management with a focus in music business. That's the department I teach in. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) which we, I need to come in at some point. We keep saying I'm going to. Please, yeah, please. Yeah, it's it's difficult though. I mean, I, I know all the things to do, but it's still more about who you know than what you know in this industry. Yeah. And so I can do all the things, but... 
I might not be able to get through to a lot of those people. So a big thing is trying to build relationships and meet new people and also just stay the course. Like it's so easy to want to give up when you don't succeed right away. But I also know what I'm capable of and what I have succeeded being independent with no team before. And I built a team because of the success I got for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I definitely believe that I, I can do it and I can figure it out. It's just a matter of asking for advice and listening and being open to critique and being open to opportunities, but also knowing which opportunities to say no to. Which um, is something that people don't think about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, on my end, it's, you know, it's not the same thing, but I do so much of the work with the podcast independently by and large. Right now we've got Eva in the room as a new producer who's been helping a lot, which is great. Yeah. Um, but so much of it ends up being like uh, this kind of like self-driven thing. And I think one of the things that's really hard and maybe you felt this, is you just mentioned that you have to go like make all these relationships and do all these things. All the time you're doing that is time you're not spending writing music is that, or yeah, being like for a musician. Sure. And also, you know, when you're self-funded and you're doing a whole like album with live instrumentation, which costs much more money, you know, and I haven't put out music since 2015, I kind of need to get day jobs to make money, you know? Yeah. So I also have like, I, I've, I learned how to bartend so that I can pick up bartending shifts when I need to pay for my studio sessions or pay yeah. for my mixing or pay a publicist to do something. You know what I mean? Like there's some things that it just takes money and it yeah. sucks because I never have wanted my life to be driven by money or run by money. Uh, it's just kind of something I, I need to get as a means to operate. You know, that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. You know, I guess when you've so always been like end. broke, like that's how you look at things. You know, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's also a really cool feeling when you're able to succeed having nothing or doing it from scratch by yourself, you know, it's much more rewarding. It's I think, so much more it's rewarding. so hard earned, you know, and, and everything, it keeps you humble. Like, yeah, it's so humbling. Well, and I think one <laughs> of the advantages that I have seen is that if you are self-sufficient, if you know how to overcome obstacles, if you can motivate yourself, et cetera, all these kind of things, right? Yeah. You can have a longer career because you're not only like, hey, I'm a big deal because I'm connected to this thing. And if that thing goes away, suddenly your entire platform is gone. It's like if you know how to operate independently and you're not tied to one big brand or one big label or somebody else's money, right. you can go further and you can go, it's going to be more work, but you can last a lot longer because you're not reliant on somebody else. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's that's always been my read on No, it. it's so true. I mean, I learned how to do graphic design and photography and web design and all these things, like, because one, I didn't have the budget to pay for it. Sometimes I learned how to do hair and makeup really well because I yeah. stopped being able to afford it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you have to learn how to do these things and it makes your life so much easier because you're not sitting around waiting for someone to do something or, I, oh, you have a show, you want a flyer, learn how to make a flyer. So you don't have to pay someone to do it or you don't have to convince one of your friends to do it for free. Yeah. Like, you know, or it's about those relationships too. Like, I can do this for you. What can you do for me? Like that bartering, the creating those real relationships where, oh, I need this right now. And eventually you might need something that I can give to you. Or I might be able to introduce you to someone if you can take this photo of me. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, absolutely. It's not about using each other, but it's about helping each other. Yeah, and, and I just think providing, you, yeah, the resources yeah. because... A hundred percent. I mean, I think we've all had, so I have a dynamic with a friend of mine named Michael and, and we did events for a long time together and he moved out to LA, but Michael's a really, you know, talented musician. He's a DJ and, uh, we would do like panels and stuff. 
And there were certain components for that he handled and certain components for that I handled. And it's like, it was never something where like, I don't, it was just such a great like division of work where we both understood which of us was best at which thing. Yeah. And that was like, it's so hard to find a good kind of working relationship like that where it's like you can partner with people and everybody knows their strengths and weaknesses and everybody brings that skill, but that's really valuable and I think very rare when you can find that. Yeah, Yeah. So I think it's incredible that you're doing all this. I think it's incredible that you're operating independently and so you've got this record that you're kind of just waiting for the right right time, the right moment, and the right momentum and and presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else is in the works for you in the meantime? So I'm... Really trying to get that out. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a few other things that I've been recording, a few other collaborations that will hopefully be coming out soon. I also have been working on a web series with a few of my best friends. Oh, that's awesome. I do uh, directing and music supervision for it. It is called Low Strung, and we are now presented by Open TV, which is really cool. That's already, like, you've been doing this, right? Yeah, I've been yeah, doing I've it. Seen that. So I've we've, seen... we finished season one, and we're writing season two now, and season two is going to be put out through Open TV, which is really cool. I need to have those guys um, on the podcast because yeah, they're doing such cool you. stuff. I would love or that. to Open TV? Yes, because sure. they've been mentioned on this podcast so many times, like with FAM and yeah. so many people, and, and I know that they're doing cool work, but they're I've just never gotten to sit really down. They're doing really cool work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so on that note, how different is it being, let's say like a quote-unquote content producer or on the production side versus being the kind of like creator talent. Oh my God, I love it. I love yeah. being behind the scenes so much. That is one thing that even my less pressure. hiatus has, has taught me is that I really love the back end of the music industry. Like I love songwriting and I love vocal production. I love doing background vocals. I really enjoy that part of it because I never wanted to be famous. Like that was never anything I wanted when I was a little kid. I never thought of fame and Mm -hmm. the little bit of fame that I got was weird to me and was a little hard to handle again I wasn't like prepared for it at all right but um in general like I I just I'm a fairly private person and when my life became very public it was strange to me and I realized how much I do value my privacy so when I started doing like songwriting and vocal production I realized I could do what I love to do while just being this chill, like in the background person. Yeah, the spotlight's um, not on you as much, but you can still create without maybe some of the glare and some of the pressure that goes yeah, on with that. Yeah. yeah. And it's also cool to help other artists like bring their vision to life. And because I've always loved that collaborative effort of things, you know. So in doing that, I did a lot of uh, background vocals and uh, vocal arranging and production for The Suffers, a really great band out of Houston. Okay. Um, who are some of my best friends, probably my best friends in the music industry, to be honest. Their lead singer. Cam Franklin is phenomenal, uh, and she has taught me so much. Uh, but they they brought me in to do a lot of the production and, and stuff on their album, and I do tour dates with them every now and then, just like singing the backgrounds I arrange, which is, is really, really cool. So that behind-the-scenes aspect also ties into the web series because doing like the directing and the music supervision, it's really awesome to help my best friend's vision of their web series and the, the show and the characters and you know the message they want to put out. It's really cool to help bring that to life. And just kind of be able to be in the background during it. And I also try to feature strictly Chicago and Milwaukee artists' music on the show. I think that's awesome. And it just, you know, from a practicality standpoint, it gives you additional skill sets. That exactly. You can like, well, not only am I a songwriter, not only am I a musician, but I also do this and this and this. And mm-hmm. it's like suddenly you have this very broad palette and you can, you know... If one thing slows down, you're like, great, I'm going to do this, or I'm yeah. going to do this, or I'm going to do this. And it's like, I just feel like that kind of thing keeps you 
so much more versatile. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And to show the power of like building those true relationships and true friendships and connections within your industries, our other directors, so we have two directors, it's me and Addison Wright, who I actually met because he did one of my music videos and we became great friends and I never worked with anybody but him after that. <laughs> um, he's great. And so I brought him in to film the series and he directs more like the angles and the shots and the how it looks and I'm more so direct the acting and the you know like the set we, awesome. we kind of both cross over a little bit yeah but um it's it's been really cool to bring somebody i met through music into this too and now all of us have a, a whole season of a comedy series under Dude, our that's belt. so cool i yeah. love that you have that just like that you have expanded that way and that you're getting to try all these other things it's so and that's cool. killer yeah yeah <laughs> i'm super appreciative that this is the route my life has taken <laughs> no i think that's great and i think yeah. that you know you're somebody who I've always admired your work. I've always admired your work ethic. And we've always gotten to kind of do these kind of chats every couple of years on the podcast. But every time we sit down, I'm always appreciative that you take the time because I, I think what you're doing is really cool. And I'm glad that you are finding additional ways to put yourself out there creatively. I think that's Thank great. You. Yeah. So the new project is called Songs of Friends. That's out right now. Mm-hmm. The upcoming project is, I'm blanking. Planet uh, of Flowers. Planet of Flowers. <laughs> yep. There it is. Uh, and that's... On the horizon. Yeah. TBD. Eventually. Yeah. Um, You'll get it. <laughs> and you're doing other stuff. And what's the best way for people to keep up with what you're doing? Probably Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lily K Jazz. I think I'm most active on Instagram because, like we just said, Twitter is a little sad these days. Twitter is, but, it's rough. Yeah. You kind of have know, to like some, brace for, before you open it up. Yeah. For some great cultural phenomenons, it's the place to be. But yeah, most of the time I'm just hanging out in the real world or on Instagram. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> and I think most importantly, we've got to do the, the Vegas podcast. Vegas podcast yes, at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we go once a year, so I'll let you know it's, when we it's go the next best. year. It's just like <laughs> it's to me. It's this whole other world where you can just. I think it's just like an adult playground where you can just be completely ridiculous for a couple days and yeah. just not worry about anything. The it's pool like, parties. You know, for yeah, me like let's just like, go yeah. and just like not be present for three days, but like be very present, like right. in this exact moment, but like disconnect from everything else. Absolutely. And like I'm, I'm worn out by the end of my Vegas trips, but I'm also very just like clear headed. That means you did relaxed. it right. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, all right, I got it all out of my system. I'm ready to work now. Yeah, right. well, and you are working, and I love it. And uh, I'm glad you're in the game. I'm glad you're doing a lot of different things, and I'm looking forward to what's happening next. Uh, Lily Kay, thank you so much for. Always taking time and for coming up tonight, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.